Thanks for listening to Scrum Under Siege. My name's Jack. That's Doug. Hi. We are Scrum Masters, and we dig it. And the topic for today is metrics. And to quote Admiral Akbar, It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a, it's a trap. So in every 101 Agile course that most people have taken, and not always, but you get to the metrics part of it. What what are things that we've learned, or at least are covered in this, that that help us along our agile journey? So, like a super popular, dang near all encompassing agile metrics is obviously velocity, story points per sprint. Um, there's burn up charts in there where we're maybe looking at how things burn up for a total product to get to release. You have your Sprint burndown charts. Oh, people love to talk about those god-awful things. Match. They match all the time, Jack. Oh, they're lovely. Your capacity is always perfect. Yep. <laughs> capacity, right? You love that one, Doug. Oh, I do. I love my capacity planning, but that's a big one. That's 75% of your course right there. And even though like, that's probably not as valuable as it is, like it seems very important when you're in there, but it's only helpful if you're going from a waterfall like phase two and agile transformation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not helpful. And so what we've talked about then is once you get your teams kind of out of those little baby steps, you get rid of capacity and then all you hear about is velocity. Mm-hmm. Right? And we always have management asking, what should we report on? What's your velocity? What's your velocity? And they turn into traps. Trap. Trap. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the first traps I think you run into regardless, and it's it's one of the things that frustrates teams time and time again, and it's it's when you're working on, on your product or your project, I guess it depends on what environment you're in, but you get to the end. You're ready to go. You're like, let's release it, and everyone comes back and goes, <laughs> no. You're like, why? They're like, oh, this team needs to give me a database table, or this team needs to do this change, mm-hmm. or... You know, this technology stack doesn't support this, and oops, it's a bug that we have to report to a vendor. That's extremely frustrating, but, you know, your metrics look like you can do all of this because it's done. Your velocity matches what you said. It's it's fine. 100 points, 20 points velocity, five four sprints. sprints. No, five sprints. Just kidding. And that ain't going to work, right? Dependencies. I think, I think trap two is one of those ones that... Um, you didn't deliver what you thought. Yep. Metrics look great. Everything's at least going like it should. The team's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing stories. I mean, no concerns. And I call this fool's gold. Why? Because you're literally thinking you're on to something, yep. and you're not. You get there, and it doesn't work. And your MVP has shifted, or your slice, or whatever you want to call it, has changed, and nobody said anything about it. Like, oh, I didn't tell you that these new things need to be encompassed in this product or project. And you're like, well, if we knew that beforehand, we want to pretend like we're done and we're not. So this is this is a hard one for people. And I think trap three, um, you like to talk about this one a little bit too, but it's not as easy as you thought. Everyone walks in, you do these story mapping sessions, and they're like, oh, it's easy. So easy. We'll just blow through this in a couple sprints and we'll get that out there. Yep. I'm, I'm not technical guy at all. I'm QA, UI tester, and scrum master, and you work with your teams, and you're asking for t-shirt sizes, and this and that, and um, hey, everybody wants to please, everybody wants to succeed, and 
you know, you come up with your game plan, your release plan, and the numbers look good. And let's say you're not into trap one at all. Everything looks good. You don't have dependencies. You're locked in on your MVP. Everybody agrees to that. You're super confident. And then you do a couple releases. And all of a sudden, your numbers that you did a month ago or maybe a couple sprints ago aren't adding up. You don't have the courage to re-release plan and give that bad news. That's your trap, right? Stay with the original numbers, and uh, that'll get you every time. Why is that so hard? Why is it so hard? Why do people hate that re-release planning and story mapping? I think because, um, you know, it's in a sense, chances are when you release plan, you're probably going to get bad news. Right, it's very few release plans. You're like, aha, we're giving you this a month later. That ain't gonna happen. Um, chances are you're coming back, and you got to give some bad news that it's gonna happen. Uh, maybe a release is a sprint off, or two sprints off, or even three sprints off. And that's just, it's just what it is, you know. Um, you just gotta have the courage to um, protect your team and, and stand by those numbers. And um, if you don't, that's your trap. I think it's easy to get hung up in these traps, but like at the end of the day, you need to release something. And yeah, like a lot of teams that I've been on, it, it the metrics are awful. You look at them and you're like, "This is terrible!" Like you're not getting your stories to done all the time. You're not meeting your commitments. You seem like your burnups off, but then you get there and it's fully functional product they got to something they just need to work on some of the basic processes and practices along the way but it really doesn't matter like if if you release the product at the end of the day that works for the business and helps propel it forward those things are all minor things that you can work on and they're all important but that kind of gets lost at the end of the day like you have leadership meetings you have product meetings you have people that talk about these things and say well my metrics need to be this. It's like, do your metrics really need to be this or does it really come down to what you release? And and tying it back to, are we getting conversions? Are we getting views, sales? Yep. Otherwise, the metrics don't mean anything. We've been on these teams that launch products and look at how the metrics are and then the launch of that product wasn't successful. No sales. It's like, well, it didn't matter how successful we were in like delivering, quote unquote, these perfect metrics if the product wasn't anything the customers wanted it to begin with. I've been on a, a couple teams that have, you know, both of those teams have delivered like smaller products where, you know, you're putting uh, an MVP out in maybe three sprints, maybe four. Like, metrics aren't important in my brain. Or something like that. It's just let's let's make sure we're doing the right things in the sprint, and the product gets delivered, and everybody's happy. And guess what? There's no cool metric to report when you deliver a wonderful MVP product after three sprints. So, I, I really, agree. I, I think it, there's too many people out there asking for when is this going to be done, and why doesn't this look better. Start asking yourself, why aren't you meeting what your customers want? At the end of the year, and your business goals and all your Q1 and Q2, Q3 reports are going to be focused on that. They're going to be focused on if your product's around views. How many views did it get? How many conversions did it get? If you have sales, how many sales are you getting? How are you deriving that bottom line and and benefiting the company? 
in general. Like nobody cares that you got ninety five percent done of your sprint commitment. No, but like somebody does, but it really is important in the overall scheme. And I think going into you know just the recap, just learning a little bit about like what you learn in the beginning, start applying it, but don't take that as like a full you know be all end all. You don't care about perfect me- like metrics. Focus on what you're trying to deliver. Keep making incremental steps there and tweak as needed, but that's kind of the the basis behind all this. You know, tune in next week for Dante's Inferno, which is going to be a great one, and there's going to be a little bit of symbolism there. So, where can you find us, Jack? Um, anywhere. <laughs> so, so what I mean by that is is here's what I know by anywhere. Um, iTunes, we're there. I think that's where everybody wants to be, so that's cool. Podbean is our podcast home. We love that. Um, Stitcher, I think we're on something called Castaway. I'm not sure what that one is. We still got to do a little, I, I got to do a little better job on that. Tune in. Tune in. Thank you. There's 20-something places that you can find us with all the APIs, so please look for us. Please subscribe. Please rate us. Yep. All feedback appreciated. Uh, I know Jack has some great feedback that we've gotten along the way and we've done stuff with it so what check, is that check this out here's some reviews uh chalgren left us a review on itunes he said makes me want to implement positive change for my own team keep it up guys that's pretty cool um christina told us we should shorten our intro a little bit it got a little too long and rambly like <laughs> the rest of the podcast just kidding so i think we did that kurt says we need better episode titles he thought those episode titles were pretty boring, so I think we snazzed that up. So thanks, Kurt. Um, so, hey, leave us a review of some sort. Give us some feedback, and um, we'll, try to, we'll try to do the right thing by everybody. So this has been Scrum Under Siege with Jack and Doug, and thanks for listening. We'll talk at you later. Bye.